This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios. And this week, we are talking with Dry County Brewing Company. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So we've got a full studio today. Joining us today, we have Trey Sinclair, the founder and president of Dry County Brewing Company. We also have Wynn Chastain, the director of operations, and Ryan Polk, the head brewer. We're going to talk about RTD cocktails, expansion plans, new beers, Mexican lagers, and probably some other stuff that I hadn't even gotten to yet on the the list of things we're going to talk about. We have a guest in studio that is so cool and so above us. He doesn't even have to get on the mic. He sets back and drinks, and we're going to talk about him. He just goes by an acronym, JK. That's it, JK. Just JK. JK. Yeah. Like, no, is that your real name? He's like, no, just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Exactly. John Kenny from The Wing. (laughs) Uh, Big craft beer symposium coming up there August 6th. Brian, going to have some heavyweights in the industry there sharing uh, beer info. Be a good time. Yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. Guys, we're in here, and I've got a beer here. I'm just so confused, Trey. Trey, I've got befuddled. I have a summer fest in my left hand and I have an Oktoberfest in my right hand. And this is July. I, I think we should all remember this is July. Yes. I guess we're far enough in we could call this late July now, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I, we're in July and we've got our Oktoberfest beers. And I know that is this officially released yet, Trey, your Oktoberfest? This was shipped to distribution uh, last Thursday. Okay. So it'll start hitting the market this week. We are not releasing it in the tap room until till August fifth, I believe, is the day. Okay, and see a respectable I, date, August fifth. Yeah. I, so I have <laughs> a, this is a personal thing, and when a brewer brings a beer to us, I always I want to drink it. I appreciate the consideration of sharing your beer with us, but I on my flip side, I'm torn today, Trey, because I also have a personal stance of refusing Oktoberfest before September first as my personal stand against seasonal creep. You're so, a very, very principled man. I am a principled man every, in everything, but especially beer. It's but, good that, that's just our dry county Marzen. Okay, that there you, you go. That's it. right. Yeah. Oh, well, now nah, I'm in now. Hang man. on. Let me, let me just draw Marzen over top of that. Just yes. don't worry about the pattern shirt. A yeah. European-style uh, amber lager or some, some kind of name <laughs> whatever, like that. Whatever helps you sleep. What, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, with that, though, we've seen some early July, the pumpkin beers. Are coming. I saw a meme. No, Mike Nate, I think you shared this meme with me. It said, Objects in mirror are closer than they appear. And they look in the mirror and it's the dude running full speed and he's got a shirt on that says pumpkin beers. And uh, so when is too soon? Where's the fine? Where do we stop, Trey? I don't, I don't know if we ever will. Okay. It's, it's one of those things, you know, Dry County, we, we own and operate a tap room uh, that, that we love and we love that model, but we are also a distribution brewery. uh, And so you're competing with, with folks like the Yinglings of the world that, you know, there's already 30k stacks of Yingling Oktoberfest out on yeah. out on the the Kroger Total Wine floor, right? So, uh, if we want to sell any of our Oktoberfests in the market, we've got to have it at distributors by a certain time in order to compete. So it's kind of a uh, it's a it's 
it's, you know, you're chasing the lesser of the evils. Like, They're kind of yeah. forcing you to do it then. I'm like, well, we're already selling theirs. Like, and if the, you want on board this train heading to Oktoberfest, you need to get on it in May. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing is exactly what you said. These guys, your Sam Adams and your Yinglings are going to be out there. So if you want to compete with that, because people are, it's a short window of people buying Oktoberfest. So you got to make sure they're out there, but there's you just know, no we're going to be chasing it. There's just no excuse for the pumpkin beers. <laughs> there are pumpkin beers on shelves right now. <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse for much. this. If it's not left over from last year, and exactly. it probably should be, there's just no excuse for it. <laughs> I, I was at a Walmart one time when they were doing their seasonal change out, and they moved out. Seriously, I, I watched them do this. They moved out Wheaties and lawnmowers and barbecue grills and moved in Christmas lights and Christmas trees. And I say that as I sit here with a summer fest and an October fest in my hand. So this is the beer equivalent of a Walmart seasonal change there. So, yeah, and you can't I'm stop honored. it. You can't stop the train. Can you? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's insane. Cause we, we have, the, we have meetings there obviously every week and yeah. And he comes to me earlier and earlier and he comes to me in, in June. He's like, you need to order supplies for October. He's like, what are you talking about? So, June. so I'm ordering Oktoberfest, you know, grains yeah. and, 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 and hops and everything. And then we're brewing it in July. It's like, what is going and, on? <laughs> and, and you say, or complain about it being too early. We're stressing and worrying because it's too too late. late. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're behind the curve already, man. It's late July. I guess if we want to drink any Oktoberfest, we need to start drinking them now. Otherwise, yeah. they'll just be gone. Well, that's why we brought like four or five cases. Heck you yeah, man. Get going, we'll right? be ready to go. You know what's interesting is with the, I know with the Christmas beers especially, I think they blow out very quickly. I've gone out looking for beers for our Christmas shows only to find that some of the ones I want, they're already sold out. I'm like, this is weeks before Christmas, like two or three weeks. How are they sold out already? You yeah. got to start shopping for those in October. I guess <laughs> so. I guess yeah. so, yeah. You're fig- we're, I appreciate it, guys, because we're figuring it out how the brewers get and you know i get it from the brewer's perspective you got a business to run man and you know sometimes you're like look i don't i don't want to put out an october fest in the middle of july but i know if i want to sell my october fest i got to get out the middle of july yeah, and but, and but, don't get us wrong our our october fest party fest at the brewery will be in late september uh, that's yeah. when we do it every year, and we'll we'll blow it out. We'll have the Steins and the Lederhosen and all that. Good stuff. Yeah, but trust me, Ryan and I are on the same page here, too, because <clears throat> this is the first, like, full beer we've had. We obviously had it during fermentation and Bright and sure. all that. Yeah. But he, he's, like, holding his margin right now. This is the first, like, full beer we've opened up because we're the same way. We we, hey. we can't really do the Oktoberfest either, like, officially have our right. own full it can. Feels, <laughs> it feels like I need a little bit of briskness in the air. Yeah. It's 410 degrees out there today, man. It is, so. yeah. <laughs> Need football. So on the that's TV. why I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna cuvee up the Summerfest and the Oktoberfest. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see where we end up there. The early man. August fest. Yes, you should throw your Oktoberfest party in like May, and just you know people like Cinco de Mayo <laughs> with Lederhosen. Yes, yes, I'm in. I'm in. Cinco Burrito o- stuff with sausage and kraut. Yeah. So Cinco de Oktoberfest. Awesome. Well, Tim, yeah. I think we should probably get into the beers of the week. Sounds good to me, Brian. As always, we got a great list of beers to get into, and we do want to thank our friends at The Nest for sponsoring this segment. Craft Beer, Barbecue, Kennesaw, Georgia, not too darn far from Dry County Brewing Company. Not at all. Just around the corner there. So uh, Adam Silverberg, who joined us recently on the show, the proprietor of The Nest, he's out exploring Southern California beer this week. Very nice. He's out there having a good time with it. But thank you so much for sponsoring our beers of the week. And we've just got all of the dry county brews to get into this week. We have a summer fest, as we mentioned, and an October fest, because of course we do. We have a kaleidoscope IPA, Lechuza, lots of Lechuzas, right, Trey? A variety pack, Lechuza, Lechuza Lime, and Lechuza Amber for all of your Mexican lager needs. 
and Cantorito, which is an agave-based cocktail, an RTD, as they call them in the business, a ready-to-drink canned cocktail, right? You got it. Man, we've got all of that to drink, Brian. Can we do it? Oh, of course. You've got me here. Of course you can. (laughs) Point made. Point made, Brian. Well, Brian, can you share some craft beer news with us? All right, sure. But you might regret it because I've got bad news this week. Starting off with Sierra Nevada, they have announced the permanent closure of their torpedo room in Berkeley, California, after nearly 10 years of being in the business. The location has actually been closed for a month at this point. It was temporarily closed back on June 30th due to a staffing shortage. And uh, this isn't even the first time they've closed. The first time they've done this close early or close for a period of time because of staffing shortages. They did it back in March for the same reason. And uh, not only has staffing been a big challenge since the pandemic, but they say the business has also been slow and the foot traffic just hasn't recovered. So uh, that was it. They finally said, we've just got to pull the plug. We can't operate this business. So Sierra Nevada's other locations in Chico, California and Mills River, North Carolina will be unaffected by this. So don't worry about this. Some big boys getting hit, Brian. We've yeah. seen a few of them fall. It's crazy stuff, man. Indeed, indeed. So looks like we might be seeing another big brewery auction soon. Madison, Wisconsin's Ale Asylum has permanently closed after 16 years after plans to sell the brewery fell through. Apparently, the group of investors who had planned to take over the ownership uh, and keep the brewery running, they failed to secure the financing necessary to do so. So uh, the the offer to buy the brewery kept Ale Asylum out of the auction that they had been planned to go into in October of last year, and uh, they would have been able to keep the staff and the operations running indefinitely with this, but uh, now it seems like they'll be heading back to auction. Too bad to hear it, man. Yep. We're seeing a lot. We'll see a lot more, I'm sure, unfortunately. You are listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we will be right back with more from Dry County Brewing. It's great to see our community coming back to life. The cold weather is fading away, and it's time to enjoy the greatest patio in Kennesaw. Join us at The Nest and spend some time with family, have a beer with a neighbor, or simply celebrate the end of another day. Make a reservation at thenestkennesaw.com for Sunday brunch and enjoy an overloaded Bloody Mary. At The Nest, you'll find smiling faces, great barbecue, and 48 taps of local craft beverages. Don't forget, our outdoor space is perfect for your four-legged best friend. We look forward to seeing you soon at The Nest. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram What now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you miss the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on the podcast park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps now let's get back to dry county brewing company trey sinclair we were talking off air here about the early days of dry county so uh, 2016 came over, and the guys from uh, ABV Chicago were visiting Atlanta because right. he came by That's there right. with me. Uh, but we walked through and did a little video tour, which is up on our YouTube if you want to see Dry County in its early days. But yeah. um, that was six years ago, which means you're about to throw down with a sixth anniversary, correct? We are, which is which is crazy to think about, right? Right, six. It because it honestly doesn't seem like six years ago, does it? It does not. So like 16, 16, yeah. 16. <laughs> sometimes it feels like a year, sometimes 30. So 
When did they drop? 2016. That's they it. dropped Something. in 2016. But yeah, six-year anniversary, uh, second week of September. Uh, we're still finalizing all the details on on bands and food trucks and special releases and all cool. that. But people who've been to one of the first five know that know that it's a party. So. There will be a throwdown. Details to come, but it's going to be a throwdown, right? Exactly. Is there anything in the last six years that jumps out to you as a memorable moment? Is the list too long? See, on radio, you cannot see the facial expressions. It's like, oh, my gosh, where do I start? Where do I start? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Eyes rolled up in the back of his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going through the mental Rolodex there. So, I, I mean, I think for anybody who's been operating a brewery in the past six years, uh, obviously that, that early 2020 is going to stick oh, yeah. with everybody forever. Uh, you know, obviously everything that was that was horrible and going on in the world, but here here locally getting getting the on-premise shut down basically in, in March of, of 2020, that's going to... Yeah. That's going to stick with everybody, but then really the months after that, kind of how the the communities rallied around all the local breweries, I think will also stick with everybody. That's kind of a positive side of that, uh, for sure. But then the the industry's just changed uh, dramatically. Even six years ago, when we when we launched our Dry County IPA, it was our first beer out in the market. That's a classic, almost West Coast style IPA. Uh, we still brew it; it's still one of our best selling beers. Uh, but it's it's not a hazy; it's it's clear. Um, we would have uh, we would have accounts in the market sometimes that would complain if there was the slightest bit of haze in it that oh, yeah. uh, this this beer's too hazy and now we have people that complain that this beer's not hazy enough so right. uh that's kind of the market encapsulated in the past six years i guess that's pretty i, I remember when we started the show that i used to always just as a blanket statement say i don't like ipas and that's because i'm not a west coast guy i don't like the bitter beers but ipas changed you they're, know we know not, that they're not bitter even they're the ones- juicy they're hazy they're soft and all that and i I really dig the well well done, you know, uh, Northeast style IPAs. Not a fan of the bitter beers. Still, I can tell when there's one is made well. It's just not what I want to put on my palate. But speaking of IPAs, we're into one of your IPAs right now. I believe Kaleidoscope. Is that right? We are. So this is a, a taproom only beer, um, which I'll let Ryan, our head brewer, talk about right, in a second. Ryan, he, he brewed the beer himself, but uh, but it is uh, kind of a limited small batch taproom only where. We're like like most local breweries. We're trialing new things all the time to see what what we might want to put out in the market next. So Ryan can kind of take it away on on exactly what we're drinking here in our glass. Ryan, I am digging this beer, really enjoying it. Well, can you tell us about it? Yeah, doing is really shooting for a simple, clean West Coast IPA. Kind of a I think we joked about it being like a our kind of tropicalia in the tap room and uh, classic six percent something like that around that range. And we went with Citra Mosaic. Uh, two-row base, and we did really probably just a handful of color to it, and there's some midnight wheat in there um, just for some color. But it came out pretty uh, crisp and clean and really like the nose on it. It has a great taste. And there's not a ton of color. When you say midnight wheat, people may look, you know, think black. There's just, it's a very clear beer with a just a little gold, bit of color. Gold, yeah. Golden coppery there. And it's funny, he says, you know, classic West Coast right after I say, I don't like West Coast. I like this, but the bitterness is not heavy on this. And no, I was no, going to no, jump no, in there no. too. Ryan, Ryan's one of those those Gen X brewers, so, oh, or Gen Z, or what they guys. call them now, the, the young, the youngest generation. Okay, uh, Zennials or Zennials? Yeah, yeah, he's a Zennial. So when he says West Coast, he's he, that's what he's talking about. But for for you and I that that have been around and when who's who's been around uh, this. This Wait. kid doesn't know nothing about the thousand <laughs> IBU right. wars, this right? Is, yeah, yeah, you missed the, the, the our version of the Clone Wars, the, yeah. the IBU wars, or the whatever. IBUs they were everywhere, yeah, thousands, right. thousands, thousands, thousands of them, of them. drinking, drinking grapefruit juice. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But this is this is kind of a clean, cleaner IPA. To Ryan's point, it's 
it's not going to be hazier in New England style by any means, but uh, an American IPA with with the hops that he mentioned that that uh, bring forward kind of more of those juicy and, and soft notes rather than the bitter in your face. Right. Yep. Yeah. Now, I don't know which one of you guys will know this the best when this may sound like a operations kind of thing, but are you seeing more West Coast? Are people coming for that classic style again? Yeah, for sure. We're seeing, and, and Ryan can talk on it too, he hangs out in the tap room a lot, but I think we're seeing a lot of people revert back towards wanting bitterness or wanting clarity in their IPAs. Um, people are still always going to love the ha- hazy beers. They're around forever in the soft uh, zero IBU type of IPAs, but I guess, Ryan, you're hanging out in the tap room. What are you saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I know that from my standpoint, my palate, and uh, I've gotten to where it's kind of overwhelming with the amount of hazy IPAs. Sure. It's fun to make. I love making them. Um, they're always fun to see how they turn out and everything like that. But, you know, the thickness too, some get really thick. Uh, they do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're tasty yeah. and everything, but you know, it's, 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 I'm looking towards, uh, a really clean beer now and, and these are just tasting amazing lately. And so I think we're kind of chasing that now. I do think that craft in general, especially the really, really old people like Wynn, that have been doing this for a long time. That no, but if you've been, you know, if you've got a 19 on the front of your driver's license, then uh, you know you've been drinking craft for a little while. You've been drinking beer for a little while, and you know we talk about like the late 90s, the brew pub era. You had a gold nail. There was going to be a porter on there. There was going to be a blonde nail. There's usually you know? usually an amber and frequently an ESB. You said porter, yeah. I think already. Yeah, and- yeah. So you'd see you'd see those yeah. there. Then we had, you know, you get into the. Early 2000s, I get the IBU wars we're talking about. I mean, I think it was Mickler, McKellar that did put out a beer they claimed was 1,000 IBU. Yeah. And for those that don't remember it, the scientists came to us and said the palate cannot really perceive anything over 100. But still, if you measure based on all these, you know, the calculations of how many bittering units you're putting in there, it was 1,000. And that's what, and there were people that, that, that chased that, that wanted, you know, make it bitter, make it hit me, make it knock me down as a younger man i remember needing to kind of season the palate for those like i i enjoyed them back in those days but sometimes that first one would would be like a punch in the mouth you're like i'm just gonna have to drink this one so i can enjoy the next one because that'll be seasoning for me so when people uh, when people talk about uh, i see this on social media fair amount like ipa uh drinkers trying to tell me that they love bitterness in a beer and like they're making fun of it. It's like, well, there was some, there was some, you know, truth to that back in the day when it was a thousand IBUs. Not anymore. No, not anymore. No. Like this stuff, it's actually a nice balancing bitterness of anything. This is, these are still like juicy, fruity beers with just, just a touch of bitterness. Yeah, I mean, they still have to be well done. I mean, that because Ryan and I, we 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 go back and the, I, I, kind of our idea with, with especially with this IPA we're drinking right now is like kind of going back to the original. You know, like Ryan, I have a different perspective because we're obviously a little different age difference. Um, but, you know, his version of a West Coast and my version of a West Coast is a little different. So we're trying to go back to the mainstream. Like th- this IPA that we did right now, it only has two hops in there. Everybody's throwing four or five hops in the back in the day. You can't even tell what you're tasting. Is this, you know, forward, back? I don't know. But we're trying to make not necessarily a single hop version, but at least one or two. So you can kind of tell what you're what you're drinking. So we're going back towards the mainstream a little bit here uh, with that, with the, our, our Summerfest, with the lager, and then the IPA. Uh, and coming up with our, our, our um, anniversary series, we're, we're doing a whole series that we're just like a classic brown ale. We're going to do a, a, uh, just an English bitter. 
just really old school kind of just bring you back to earth. What was, what was original? So you can kind of bring the, the young guys to the old guys and bring them together. Sure. This is where where beer started. That's kind of where we're going for. And I think that's a great idea. So, so I can bring my ideas. He can bring his younger ideas too. And we, we can collaborate because, you know, I don't know everything. He doesn't know everything, but we can kind of meet that in the, in the middle. So that's kind of where we're going for. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And like you mentioned, when you're, we're getting to a point to where the loop is coming around where the old, old school drinkers and the new school drinkers are starting to meet together. You know, the guys that just want English pub L's versus the guys who want these hazies. They're, hey, let's come towards English. Let's Pilsner. Let's do this and that. So it's cool stuff, and we'll talk more about that. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to get another break in here, and we will be right back with more from Dry County Brewing Company. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. The heat is on, and if you're looking for a beer to cool you down without slowing you down, Athletic Brewing has you covered with Athletic Light. It's certified organic with only 25 calories and 5 grams of carbs. And since it's non-alcoholic, you stay sharp and avoid the hangover. And you can feel good about the beer you drink and the company that brews it. Athletic Brewing is a certified B Corporation committed to social and environmental excellence. Use code BGR25 at athleticbrewing.com for 25% off your order. Athletic Light, the perfect summer crusher. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Your revolution is over, Mr. Lebowski. Condolences, the bums lost. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. I want to give a quick shout-out to one of our great radio affiliates, WQEE 99 Rock the Key, 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia. Catch Beer Guys Radio on 99 Rock the Key every Saturday at 10 a.m. Now, let's get back to Dry County Brewing Company. Guys, I want to share a story as a segue to us talking about your RTD cocktail that we're drinking here, a story of one of my visits to your brewery. And I actually think it may have been summer 2020. I think you may have been one of the first places we went when they started opening doors again. But we went in there on a a blisteringly hot day, and you had two slushy machines of frozen cocktails in there. I was feeling that that day. It felt like a day to drink a frozen drink. So I had like two of them. And I was feeling no pain, guys. These were no joke. These were not sessionable slurpees there. And uh, vodka-based, weren't they? You're, you're, so Because you do spirits as well, Dry County Brewing and spirits and, and the, the cocktails here and, and cider and all that that we'll talk about. But multi-beverage, multifaceted, correct? Multifaceted. All right. So with that said, cocktails, vodka drinks, frozen beverages. One of the cool things in the industry right now outside of beer is what they call RTD cocktails, ready ready to drink cocktails, canned cocktails. And we are seeing more discussions. And I saw where you commented on a LinkedIn post the other day. I don't know if you saw my comment, but I hinted it at trying some. I was like, well, I hope I'm drinking some of those next Wednesday when, when <laughs> Trey said it. But you were the first in Georgia, first brewery in Georgia to launch 
an RTD cocktail, correct? 2018? Correct. Yeah, 2018. We actually worked in 17 uh, with the state, with Department of Revenue, and our attorneys to get the state laws changed because a brewery could not could not distill and create uh, spirits-based products prior to us doing it in 2018. So uh, it's been a, it's been a fun ride since then. I think a lot of people saw your your Facebook Live after you drank the slushies and decided they wanted to get in the game too. So it, I think you're probably the you're the trendsetter here. I think so. I, they're like he looks like he feels really good right now. We, I we want to get in on that. Well. That's as, it. As a guy who was there and witnessing, he was yeah. feeling no pain. I'm like, yeah. wow, Tim has decided it's and, go time. And I'll be honest, it was exactly what was called for on a really oh, hot yeah. summer day. It was really refreshing to have that. So. They were they were fun. Yeah. Were now fun. you got to have Lechuza. You do the frozen margarita. And then you you dump your lechuga in there. Action, they call yeah, it. Man. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a good time. But today we are drinking Cantorito, which uh, Trey, you tell tell me, and Cantorito is actually a cocktail. It is. And we've got this can with kind of a, a creamy beige background and a an orange and a red and a green, just little flourish. It's it's festive, isn't it? It is. It is festive. Right. So there are little fruits on there as though they were being squozen. <laughs> To uh, release their I'm pretty sure as a, a professional on the radio, it's squoze. It's okay. the past yeah. participle tense of squoze. Exactly. Yeah. Squeeze. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Like as in Patrick Squeezy, but uh, <laughs> yeah. not quite. But uh, yes, many fruits on there. So I see a lime. When and... can you tell us about this squoze and beverage we're <laughs> yeah. drinking right now? Yeah. I, well, well, Trey came to me and he he actually pitched the can around. I had no idea what it was either, like just like y'all do. And he was like, it's actually a traditional beverage. I mean, so. So it's it's something that's been established um, in South South America for for a long period of time, and so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for it. You know, I came in with a little distilling background as well as a brewing background, and he said, you know, it's basically it's kind of an, an orange base, a uh, uh, well, I say agave base to begin with, and then fruited is a lime, orange, and grapefruit. So um, so yeah, we we're like, yeah, let's do it. So so we kind of. I, you know, he, we like threw the dice in there and, and I was like, let's, let's do a little 10, 10, you know, 10 gallon bash. He's like, no, let's go for it. And we kind of threw it all out there. And I, I think we hit it on the, on the, on the head, the first go, first go around. It's tasty. It's, yeah. it's super good, super refreshing. Um, you know, he, he'll give you more background on, the, on, the, on where it came from. But like, like I said, when he first approached me, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm game, but I'd never really heard of it either. Yeah. Tell us about this. What is, what is Cantorito here? So, it, so it is a traditional, uh, cocktail originated in Mexico, uh, you know, you've got your margaritas, you've got your palomas that that us in the states are familiar with. But Cantorito, if you go to Tequila Town in in Jalisco, Mexico, uh, this is the cocktail that people are drinking. So, okay. um, if you go to a Mexican restaurant, you see kind of the clay pot, clay jar, and they're making cocktails in there. Nine times out of ten, that is a Cantorito. So, uh, it's it's similar. It's kind of a cousin to a paloma in that, like Wynn was saying, it's it's agave based uh, with grapefruit soda, grapefruit juice. Uh, but then this also adds the orange juice and the lime juice to it. So you get more of that kind of rounded, uh, fruit flavor there, full fruit flavor. Um, and, and like when said, you know, I was confident we've been doing these cocktails. We mess around with different, different versions in the tap room. Uh, I was pretty confident we could nail it. And, and I think, I think when and the team have for sure, it's tasty. Yeah. But, so, yeah. uh, agave and citrus is, is the actual cocktail at tequila base. Yeah, so the, the actual, if you go to Mexico, you're going to get Blanca tequila um, okay. there. So what we've done here, though, is we use an agave wine. We partner with a distillery in tequila in Jalisco, Mexico, get 100% agave wine shipped to us across the border, um, and uh, and use an agave wine base, which in Georgia, based on the laws we have here, allows us to sell this product in a lot more places. It allows us to have a draft version of the product, so this is also available on draft. We've got a lot of restaurants pouring it straight over, to, straight over ice in those traditional mugs. 
Um, it's a really cool concept that uh, if we did it with Blanca tequila, we would not be legally allowed to do here because okay. of the wine situation. Yeah. Yep. I get it. I get a question. Is based uh, agave based uh, drink? I remember hearing agave. There was like a shortage of that. And it was a very there was real concerns about the availability. But is that true? Is is that still an issue? Or For sure. Yeah. So. Uh, it has been for a couple of years. Tequila obviously has been a an incredibly popular uh, beverage here for a while. It's the popularity has continued to grow, and and the agave plant takes eight, ten plus years to reach maturity to where you can actually harvest it and turn it into tequila. So uh, obviously you're gonna have that trailing, and, and similar to how we've seen in the bourbon, which you're familiar with industry, sure. as as bourbon gets more more popular and you actually need that resting time and aging time, kind of the same phenomenon, but on the on the plant side of things. So it is an issue. It is a shortage. Uh, again, we went directly to Mexico, partnered with somebody there uh, so that we could we could have that connection and that supply chain. We're not working through, uh, you know, brokers and dealers and, and folks yeah. like that, okay. So which is which has been very beneficial to us. So, Trey, one time I was down in Tijuana, Mexico, and I'm walking around and uh, I'm sorry, I stop at a taco <laughs> stand and I get some tacos, you know, you meat, cilantro, onions, that kind of that kind of taco. And I get a margarita there. And the guy comes around, the proprietor, and he says, hey, do you want to add a tequila shot to your margarita for a dollar? And I say, what kind of tequila is it? And he looks at me, he goes, who cares? It's a dollar. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a strong argument, he buddy. Makes a that very is a good strong point. argument. In America, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, fair, okay, fair. I was like, yes, I want the dollar's worth of tequila added to it. So this is better than that dollar's worth of tequila I had added to uh to we that. will we will put that recommendation on our website. Yes, definitely. It is better than it's the better Tijuana than dollar, margarita. One dollar t- yeah. tequila. That's, that's, yes. this, this is ten percent out of the can. So you're See? like, yeah. So there yeah, you go. Exactly. You know what? I was just thinking this can reminds me of. Do you guys remember? I don't even know if it's still made or not, but there was a fruit juice cocktail kind of thing called Five Alive. Oh yeah. Anybody Sounds remember familiar, that? Yeah. So and it just had all the fruits on it, and that so kind of the bursting fruits here remind me reminiscent of Five Alive. So if you were going to turn this into, because I'm very very much into the Boilermaker, you get a shot of this. What do you? What beer from from Dry County are you pairing it with? We're we're doing classic Lechuza yeah. all day. Classic Lechuza. Okay. With this? Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I guess yeah. that wasn't a hard. Hard yeah. question, yeah. really. But do you Boilermaker a cocktail? I think you're going too far, bro. I might be with 10%. Well, <laughs> I don't know that yeah. you have – are you pouring straight-up spirits at the tap room these days, or can you? Or? Uh, we we could legally, yes, yeah. but no. Everything that we do is as a brand is ready to drink. So, you know, everything that we do, you can drink it out of a 12-ounce can is kind of our, our model, our philosophy. But we're also – we're doing a frozen version of this, too, just like you were talking about. Oh, yeah. So we're that doing, we're really doing straight out of the can sure. or draft or, or, or out of frozen. Okay. So this is the closest you could get probably to doing a Boilermaker. And it, it, it does take, taste cocktail to me. Well, I know people me, so, in the brewery, yeah. we may be able yeah. to get some of those spirits. You know, there maybe you they can't sell them to the public, but maybe they can hook you up for your Boilermaker. <laughs> can't so. or don't? Well, who cares? As long as we yeah. get it, it doesn't it's really matter. Canterito, yes. 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 Right. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, guys, you've got, I think, was Blueberry – Lemonade was that your first that you did, or that was uh, that was our first that we did, and it was really the first recipe we did, um, and uh, we just I guess kind of got lucky there on that one. But we've got a lot of other the lemonades we've run with, done a bunch of fruits, fruited versions, and uh, a lot of other cocktails as well. RTDs they're hot, man. There's some good yeah. ones. We tr- there's some there's some not good ones out there, Trey. That is there's also some, true. There's some well known brands that are not very good, but they they've been around a while, and uh, there's we had Whistle Pig. No, oh, yes. they do. Yeah. They do one that's really like nice. An, I think uh, is it an old fashioned, the rye old yeah. fashioned that they do. Considering what they are, yeah. it makes a lot yeah. of sense. But I'm down to clown with RTDs. I'm all aboard the RTD train, Brian. You, we need to take a break. Okay, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be right back with more from Dry County Brewing. 
Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our back there victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show if you enjoy the show please consider supporting us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash beer guys patrons get cool perks like beer guys swag and commercial free episodes now let's get back to dry county brewing company guys we are going to talk mexican lagers is that cool yeah that's bueno so lechuza that we talked about in our beers of the week uh, we're seeing a lot more Mexican beers, Mexican lagers that are popular, you know, and not just the clear what uh, a lot of people, I think, until recently and probably still a lot of people in general, Corona is Mexican beer. You know, these light lagers and really craft up until recently when they did a Mexican lager, it was going to be a light clear, a Claro. I think they call it Clara, yeah, Claro. Claro. Um, uh, but uh, and this this Lechuza is a line is your family of Mexican lagers, correct? Correct, yeah. Starting with the Lechuza Classic, and then we've kind of just branched off of that. And the Lechuza Classic fits that profile we're talking about, just the light lager, correct? It does, 100%. You can group that with a Modelo. We're not going to be offended by that. Yeah, yeah. cool. Just a good, an easy drinking beer, right? 100%. Get you some barbacoa. Get you some bar, some southern barbecue. Get you an empanada. Cuban sandwich, right? Making me hungry. See? <laughs> yeah. Could I have that with, say, a Szechuan-style spicy cumin fish? I, I don't see why not. Yeah. I 100% yeah. agree. Yeah, would be good. He, I would it? love it if he told you, no, you can't. You're going to just shut that. down. Yeah. Don't you even try it. <laughs> don't try it. Yeah, like he's, I try it, and I see him peeking around the corner and watch me. It's like, I, was like, I, I just, just I told the fish you. out of your hand. Right. Man, that's my fish. But you've now also got you don't an, get fish. an amber. Bringing a little, a little more uh, body, a little more color to it. Is there anything else planned for Le- the Lechuza line, or has it hit its max? We we always have something planned for the Lechuza. Okay, Lechuza has become a big part of our brewery. We launched uh, Lechuza Classic back in 2017. Um, that was really our answer to that. Was kind of the time we were talking about trends earlier. That was the time when people were saying craft brewing is going to start doing lagers and pilsners and lighter beers, and uh, we didn't want to go the just standard light American lager route. Um, which a lot of breweries were doing at the time. Uh, so our, our previous head of operations, uh, the the guy back then, uh, Steve, his wife was was Mexican. We, he and I would be hanging out at their family barbecues, and everyone was drinking Modelo and Corona and stuff like that. Uh, we were like, let's brew a Dry County beer that we can bring to these parties and people will embrace. And so that's how Lechuza was kind of born. We keep it super traditional and, and to the to style. Um, and so we're really proud of Lechuza. It is our actual number one selling beer in our in our okay, portfolio cool. um but so we've got lime we've got amber which before starting dry county if i was at a mexican restaurant i was getting a 32 ounce dos Equis amber with a lime in it that was what okay. i was getting and so um you know we we were very nervous about launching lechuza amber we just didn't know if it would fit there weren't really there wasn't really anything being brewed like that by a local craft brewery um but we went for it and it's, it's become very popular and, and we're seeing it do really well um, even in the on-premise in Mexican restaurants. So that's been that's been exciting to see for sure. You know, Brian was talking to you earlier about boiler makers that he liked to do 
So if I took this beer and let's say I got my can of Zing Zang Bloody Mary mixer out of the fridge over here <laughs> and put it in that, that would probably pair it pretty darn it, good, wouldn't it? It yeah. for sure would. Our our head of sales, Brian Lehman, he's a big, big Zing Zang and Lechuza guy. Okay. I think he sticks uh-huh. with the Lechuza Classic for it or Lechuza Lime, but you could do it with the Amber, no doubt. Yeah. No I'm doubt. I'm sipping the, the Lime right now, and I, I like Brian. I think you poured the amber, right? I did pour the amber. Here, try this lime, right. sir. Try I will, this lime. I will give this a shot. Amber? I am drinking the amber, and as a, a guy that was also a Dos Equis amber drinker for a long time, I get it. I like it a lot. Yep. It's uh, it's cool to see one being made locally because once people do the Mexican lagers, it's almost always li- it's always the lager, the light lager side. The light. Right. Always yeah. the light one. Yeah, I that's, what I'm saying, that's what I said off air. Like, I, I used to kill Dos Equis Amber when I go to a Mexican restaurant. Now, and now I'm, I'm dead. I, I love our Lechuza Amber. It's got more body and a little more flavor. Yeah. And then we're doing Lechuza Lime, which, you know, it, it seems simple. And, and, and But we're, we're, we're having a guy zest limes for like two days. We're putting fresh limes in there. I mean, it's, is it Trey? It, it, it's a yeah, Trey. I wish. Yeah. I wish. Yeah, I'm sitting there, yeah, there right. slaving don't my ass. Don't give them that. Yeah. 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 Right. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. No, but literally, I mean, we're we're like going to to the core. We're we're not that. We're you know, we throw a little extract in just for a little a little aroma, like just just a minimal. But for the most part, it's it's 95. The real deal in it's there. It's the real right? deal, and that's what makes yeah. it, it gives it that little candy lime flavor. And I I, I lately I've been killing it on the lake. It's just so refreshing. So, it is so nice. I love lime in a light beer like this, but a lot of you get that are lime flavored do taste like like medicinal yeah yeah it's just it's not right extract. this one does this one's the it's very limey it's yeah. the, the lime is very it's, very it's, it's, it's the real deal like, i mean we, we are yeah. we are putting the, the effort labor and the effort into into get, making that the way it tastes see that's it but you know what everybody talks about beers and we've got i'm not going to justify by mentioning his name on here but there's someone who follows us on twitter that is very uh vocal about like classic beer styles to the point where you know, Brian will post and say, man, I really enjoyed this, you know, double marshmallow chocolate stout. Because we're not, we're going to, we enjoy those, man. I enjoy a, little, a nice pastry stout. I enjoy a light lager. But this guy's like, I prefer to drink real beer. And uh, I you prefer know, to drink with adults. I prefer yeah, to yeah, drink yeah. with adults. And it's like, <laughs> dude, good. Drink what you want to <laughs> drink. Uh, I'm going to drink a Mexican lager with lime. I'm going to love it. I'm going to drink my pastry, pastry stout and love it. Uh, barley wines. You know, there's yeah. just so much out there. I you don't have to, you don't have to choose a hill to die on with beer. Yeah, if you yeah, like them I, all, drink them. But on the same thing, I, I get it because I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm old school, like you say. Like you know, I, my my license is 19 on the front of it. So yeah, so I'm right. not an adjunct guy. So okay, so I know you have to add adjuncts to things, but I'm gonna add as little adjuncts as I can do to make that beer taste as, as fresh and clean as it's gonna be. So when we do that lime. There's going to be the absolute minimal amount of, of, of some kind of adjunct or extract in there to make that taste fresh. Everything else is going to be pure and clean. And that's kind of where I came from. That's why I moved to Dry County because because that's just I feel like they have that kind of you know interpretation of, of beer where it's going. We want to be a craft craft brewery. That's where we are. We 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 differentiate ourselves differently because of that because we are pure. We are you know we take a, an effort and take maybe a little more money, a little bit more time sure. sometimes yeah. to make it. Yeah. But that's what happens. That's what that's why you get that fresh taste. Stay tuned for the sixth anniversary double marshmallow chocolate. <laughs> yes, exactly. ESB. Yeah, yeah. Yes, ESB. ESB. Yeah. I, you were on. You were almost where I was going. I'm like, is, are you going to come out with a super Lechuza marshmallow for, for, fluff for, yes. for the yeah. anniversary? <laughs> Possibly like inspired by elote street corn because we've had something. We like did have that. an elote beer, which we was did. actually really, really very good. good, but wasn't a yeah. it wasn't Tahina a there. super imperial elote street corn. Lechuza, like it could have been. It y'all, was not. Y'all remember DKML, right? 
from. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. So we do have a a Lechuza version in the works okay. that would be a oh a, you know ten percent Mexican. Yes. Okay. And I'm still trying to get Wynn's head wrapped around it, but <laughs> yeah. we'll get WWE there. WWE SmackDown, Lechuza. Yeah. There we go, Lechuza Dora. See, I... Oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the Shout day... Shout out to Max on that one. <laughs> back in the day, uh, you would find me very frequently on the weekends with 40 ounces of Old English or Sand Eyes or something like that. I have... There's a special place in my heart for yeah. malt liquor. Yeah. So, you know, Mickey's I'm not... Action. Uh, Mickey Big Mouth, man. No, I, you know what? The grenades. Yeah. Hey, the grenades. With the, I, absolutely. I, you know what? I have stories for everything. One time I was, my buddy was driving. My buddy was a non-drinker. He drank this stuff back in the 90s called Clearly Canadian, this weird bottled water stuff. Okay. So he'd drive. We had a place called Country Circuit that we cruised when I lived in Arkansas. We found a horse in the middle of the night at a fence, and I fed that horse two full Big Mouth bottles of Mickey's, and he drank them up, man. <laughs> So there you go. Man, I've got some great stories tonight. That is a horse of did, culture. Did you Sammy. ride him after that? I'm confused. I didn't, what no, was the, we what just the point of that out. story? Oh, we just, just hung out. Just wanted, okay, cool. All right, By did, the end of it, the horse was you. He got the vibe. He got the Mickey's thing going on. Do you Everything never was good. Just the hang oats out. were fine. Did you eat yes. the oats too? Do you never just hang out with a buddy because he's cool and you want to share oh, it with yeah. Okay. Horses too. Absolutely. That was me and the horse. Nice. I like it. To be fair, we drank beer together. Tim said, have you had enough horse? And the horse said, nay. No. Oh, God. That, 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 that was awesome. Can we get a sound effect? Can we get a sound effect? get a sound effect for that? Oh, I don't. Where's the cheesy? Uh, <laughs> that's uncalled for. There we I'll go. just uncalled for. Yeah. But no, but seriously, guys, uh, yeah, the DKML, stuff like that, uh, not quite, you know, I don't sit around and, and drink a bunch of 40s on the weekend anymore. But again, I kind of enjoy looking back at that. We had some 40s of Old English on a Florida trip. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're like, you know what? This isn't bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Trey, what, what do we need to know about Dry County? We got a uh, little bit of time left. What have we not talked about today that people need to know about you and about your brew? And I think we have we have covered a lot of bases Went around for the, sure. Yeah, right. But, uh, no, I think for, for me, it's, you know, kind of what we've talked about here. We, we like to be innovative, and really, I think that's what a craft brewery should be. And so that's what we try to do. And we try to not just pigeonhole ourselves into beer and into malt beverage. We try to, you know, in today's today's day and age, you've got to go into RTDs and seltzers and, and ciders and all those things. So You got to get out there, man. You yeah. have to do it. You got to check it out. Guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Trey Sinclair, Wynn Chastain, Ryan Polk. Guys, thanks for joining us and sharing your beers and your story. Appreciate you having us on. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Brian? That about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk to Paradoilia Brewing. I hope I said that right. We'll find out. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.